Welcome to Stepdad Success, turning the tide on the way stepdads are seen and show up in the world. We're a new breed of leaders raising leaders. Blood or no blood, we raise them as our own. We're connected, loving, and committed to leading them into the future. If you asked a normal dad, he'd say we're doing the impossible. He'd say, but they're not yours. How do you do it? Yet every day, stepdads around the world are forging the way. That's what we call stepdad success. We're leaders raising leaders, and these are our stories. G'day, this is James Klobasa from Stepdad Success, and we've got another interview today. What I, oh, well, the guy I wanted to introduce to you today is Matt Jones. Um, Matt Jones is a property investor, been investing in property for a long time, and actually runs a website called the Property Resource Shop. Super successful there, super successful as an investor. Uh, he's married to Marissa, and he's got a stepson, Morgan, and two kids of his own, and lives on the amazing Sunshine Coast, down probably 15 minutes away from me, and we catch up occasionally, so I thought I'd get Matt on the call today and just have a discussion um, just around the whole you know, step-parenting thing. Um, we've known each other a fair few years now, but uh, just in recent times, have caught up a little bit more often. I just, as I said, um, Matt's super successful in the property department and obviously has kids of his own. So let's dive in. Matt, thanks very much for being here today, mate. Um, great to catch up again and um, actually great to go for a surf with you last week, mate. Uh, mate, thanks for having me, James. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, it's funny that we're doing this over the phone instead of um, hooking up uh, in the surf, you know, having a chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next time we, we might, well, you know, as this progresses, we might get you on again, and next time we'll do it in person and uh, maybe have a have a cold beer or a coffee together as well. Yeah, mate, sounds good. I'm always up for that. <laughs> right. Um, as I said, you know, you've been super successful in property and you're married with um, Marissa and now three kids, um, one stepson, Morgan. Um, tell me about kind of, you know, if, do you want to fill us in a little bit more on your background and how you got to today, maybe first meetings with Marissa as well. Yeah. Yeah, man, where do I start? I mean, I, I used to be in um, theatre as a lighting technician many, many moons ago. Um, I left that in 2005, but I met Marissa there in 2000 and she was doing the same job as me in, uh, in Brisbane at the Queensland Performing Arts Centre there. And that's that's how we met. Um, we didn't sort of kind of see each other, I suppose, from a, you know, um, past anything else other than a work, a, a colleague or whatever, till a few years in. And then, uh, you know, sparks kind of happened and it all just came about, thankfully. And uh, we've, we've been together ever since. And, um, yeah, Marissa had a, a son, Morgan, um, before. I, so I met him when he was about five, I think it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we hooked up, got married in 2009, and I left the, the theatre industry became a postie for a couple of years as I kind of transitioned into being a, a full-time property investor. And then, uh, yeah, got married in 2009. That was a massive year. We kind of um, bought a house, moved to the Sunshine Coast, um, recently got pregnant, um, had our honeymoon over in Thailand. Morgan started, you know, high school. It was just like a crazy 12 months when I look back on it. But, um, you know, very glad that we did it. We've had a, a great life up here, loved the coast. And love the transitions that we've made. And yeah, we've got um, two more kids now, Elijah and uh, Emily, um, who are, Emily just turned four last week, and Eli's uh, six, nearly seven, and Morgan's 19. So yeah, big gap um, between uh, Morgan and Eli. So for Marisa, it was like, you know, starting all over again, 12 years on. But for me, it was, it was all brand new, you know, um, which was, you know, the most amazing time of my life you know that's just changed my world completely and um yeah very different to when you know we first met and when i first morgan first met morgan um and sort of had to learn how to become a dad or whatever it was i was trying to do back then and uh yeah it's kind of just growing with it as it's gone along and just gone you know love it love the bits now that's kind of my main focus yeah yeah it's um it's always interesting that initial meeting time I know and you've met Leone and the boys it's that initial kind of hang on a minute a minute ago I was a bachelor and now I'm a dad 
know, uh, how, was yeah. that, how was that for you? Like, how were those early days when, you know, you kind of, obviously you and Marissa hooked up. Did you, you know, did you meet Morgan straight away or was it a little bit later or like, and how was that kind of initial meeting and, and the, you know, the following months kind of thing? Like, how did you connect and bond? Yeah, it was it was an interesting period because I met him because he he'd often come into work with Marisa, so I'd met him before, you know, I got you know romantically involved with Marisa, right? And so I just knew him as a young kid, really intelligent and just smart and um, you know just really nice. But it wasn't um, it was just as a friend at the time. So um, once we once we hooked up and and I moved in with Marisa and there was all the three of us there. Um, yeah, it was, when I look back on it, it was kind of, um, I don't know, I, I, I look back on it and feel kind of a little bit selfish around it, I suppose, because I was still in my own world doing my own thing. And it was, at the time, it was like, well, you know, what's what's my role here? What's, um, why should I have to be doing these cert- certain things? You know, I didn't really embrace it straight up. It was just more kind of still getting used to the dynamics and wondering where it was going and we had a bit of outside influence with with um, her family that didn't click that well and it was a bit of pressure there I suppose and I remember actually going away on a on a weekend on a course thing it was like a um, like a manhood course and uh, and I specifically went along to that because you know I thought I'm going to need to work this out you know work out how to be a dad here or like I wanted to be good at it um and I had no idea on you know what what it was supposed to be like so I went went along to this and um three days down in, in Canberra and you know blokes just coming together and um just doing stuff you know go guys come together fix cars or they make fires or whatever it is you know just hang out and that's kind of yep. where the talking happens and um which was awesome you know, it was a great few days and met some great people there and we had to get up and share things in front of each other, really personal, deep stuff. And, um, yeah, it really, it really helped me understand where I was at more than anything, what I was trying to be or not be. Sure. And uh, looking back on it, it's, you know, I realise it's probably more about letting go than trying to be somebody or something that, you know, probably trying too hard, I guess, in the early days. But, yeah, it was um, interesting to look back on. I've never really looked back on it for a while because he's moved out now and, yeah, but it just kind of happened naturally, I suppose. Over time, you kind of get to know somebody and work out where you where you sit with them and where they sit with you. And um, yeah, we're we're good buddies now. It's you go through the normal challenges that parents do with teenagers, but um, yeah, love, love them to bits. Tell me, um, you know, and I've I, I totally. Um like I know the feeling of, like you said earlier, that you didn't automatically click into that role and, like, I don't think anyone could automatically click into a role of being an instant father. I think it does take time. Um, I know myself that I resisted it for a long time and, yeah, those little items of oh, why should I be doing this, why should I be, you know, why am I in, you know, responsible for that and those things come up. Um, Tell me, what was Morgan's reaction after you actually moved in? Was it, did he resist you or was, you know, was there that connection still because you'd met before or how was that transition time? Because that's obviously, you know, moving in, it's a bit more kind of, it's, you know, it's taking it up a few notches and especially yeah. for kids. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember taking a lot of notice. That was probably where the selfish part came out. I, wasn't taking a lot of notice on what how he was seeing it all. We were just right. trying to be together in the same house, and um, it was, was kind of hard because Reese had lived at home for a while, and her parents helped bring Morgan up for the first few years of his life, and so they were still hanging around, and it was really, um, you know, challenging because I, I think I was a bit of a threat there with, with the whole thing because I was kind of moving in and taking over, which which I wasn't. It was just you know we're just trying to work out our own lives out so I didn't really think about it I mean once we left Brisbane and moved up to the sunny coast that was that was really good because you know firstly geographically we're 100 k's away from from family which was a good thing at the time and um, just just you know having a chance to just live together and 
have a normal sort of life and get in the gro- our own sort of groove. And um, I think um, because I tried a bit hard in the early days, maybe there was a bit of resistance there with Morgan, like um, not like, you know, oh, you're not my dad sort of thing. It was just, um, you know, kind of like we're, we're friends. You've got to be friends first, you know, yeah. rather than try and be somebody else. And I, I look back to, you know, my parents split up, um, I don't know, 20 years ago. Mum's been with another partner for 20 years or more, you know, and, and he's awesome. And he's never – I've learnt a lot from him and that he's never tried to be anyone except Bob, you know, just yeah. mum's partner, you know, and he's a, he's a legend. Yeah. And uh, and there was a time there I remember feeling like, oh, who's this guy, you know, like he's moving in with mum and um, poor old dad, you know, he's been booted out and yeah. – and, and, um, and but then he, he didn't push himself on anybody, you know, and, and I learned from that. I think that that's the best way to do it, you know, just be you. Um, and he was there because he loved mum and we just happened to be there as well. And so once that once those barriers came down, um, everyone just became friends, you know, and I think that's what happened with, with Morgs as well. We just kind of take that pressure off, you know, don't, don't feel like anyone's got to be or do anything. It's just... We're just here together, and um, and I think that's starting to happen more now that he's older. Um, and hopefully, we can sit down and talk about that, you know, more as he gets older about how we both felt during that time because I think that's going to be really important. But I can feel now that it's just getting a little less strained, and we just talk about normal stuff. It's not like you know, you, you got to do this, you got to do that, I'm not trying to control anything anymore. I guess we we're trying to be a bit controlling in the early days, but now it's just. Be yourself, you know. Go make some mistakes here if yep. you need anything. You no, know, um, hope to see you soon. That's about it. Yeah. So sounds like your connection with him is pretty solid. Um, and you know, you're more, as you said, you're more like friends than kind of you know, dad and son. Um, yeah. how, how does how does Morgan go, and how do you see the relationship with him and the other siblings? Oh, that they're, they're awesome. You know, they. Eli and Emily just um, look up to him and love him so much. You know, it, we only see him probably a couple of times a month, I suppose. He'll, he'll come up and sleep over or we'll be down in Brisbane. And, yeah, whenever that happens, it's just um, it's wonderful because, they, you know, they're, they're like, well, they are. They're brother and sister. You know, they're just they're close. Sure. They haven't – I don't think Eli and Emily have worked out that he's a, a stepbrother as such. Um but we haven't really made that, you know, an issue or anything. It's just like he's a brother, really. Sure, um, sure. And so they, they're all really close when they're together. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I mentioned this a couple of times in calls before, but, um, you know, my little two Indian chain, you know them, they yeah. they wish that all the families could live together. You know, my family, you know, Leonie's ex-partner and, their kids and they're yeah. always saying like oh i've got a huge family there's, there's like there's eight and nine of us you know like <laughs> i wish we could just get a big house and all live together you know how yeah. do you you know do do you have any contact with morgan's dad is he still in the picture yeah he um he's from the theater industry as well um so i knew him then kind of knew him he was in a different sort of area and um, and so I knew he was Morgan's dad very early on, and we've always got along, you know. And, and Maurice's and him have always had a really good relationship. Um, so he's not around that much, you know. He works a lot, goes overseas a bit, um, but we do see him, you know, Christmas birthdays maybe. Um, but he's just a lovely, lovely guy, you know. We get along really well. Just kind, gentle man that loves Morgan to bits. He just hasn't been around much I guess for most of his life but I'm hoping and kind of encouraging for him to um to spend more time with him now I think because he missed all that time and uh hopefully they can strengthen that bond as as Morgan gets older I think he needs that um yeah so yeah he's, he's been great you know it's never never been any animosity or anything like that it's just it's a pleasure to have him around and go and have a beer with him or something and there's never anything, um, you know, awkward about it or, or anything, you know, and that's testament to 
Marisa, how she's set up the relationship in the beginning, you know, and what boundaries are in place and, you know, it's it's always been amicable, which is um, which I'm always very grateful for because you hear some some terrible stuff with custody things going on and it's never it's never been, you know, in our minds at all, which is really good. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, um, we, you know, as a family, we we don't spend a lot of time with um, Leonie's ex-partner, but they are in our lives. You know, we see them in mm-hmm. morning school drop-off and, you know, they've got kids at the same school and, you know, for big events, birthdays and whatever they do, you know, join us for dinners and cutting the cake and that sort of stuff. And yep. it's great to be able to be in the same kind of space without any kind of angst or animosity or, you know, feeling the heat kind of thing. Um, I think it's a – it's um, it's a powerful thing and it's not so much that you get to get along with him, it's that the kids get to see the parents getting along, you know, even if, as they've split ways, I think it leaves a, uh, a kind of a certain mark on them and gives them the lesson of, you know, you can part ways but still be amicable rather than just, you know, and you do hear a lot of, you know, horrible custody battles and that sort of thing. You know, what's that passing on to the to those kids? Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's a touchy thing as, you know, you know, part of this whole thing. I think kids are very precious and, you know, in their early years and even in their later years, you know, even up to 20, um, you know, I, you really have to be careful of what you're, you're giving them as input. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, you don't want to have them, you know, they say, you know, there's a saying that they, you know, tra- in training our kids, we're actually training our grandkids. And mm-hmm. then, I think that's quite true, you know, in situations like that where you might be passing down your own kind of feelings about one situation, but that passed down through generation and generation causes a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, it's... um. It's like a responsibility, you know, where you've been passed on something and it's up to you whether you, you hang on to it or or learn a better way. You know, I found with when Eli was born, um, like my dad, lovely, lovely guy, a really nice person, but didn't show love very much. I mean, he lo- loved yeah. us. It was never an issue, but it just never heard him say I love you or never. whenever you had a hug, sure. it was always awkward. Sure. And, um and it didn't really, you know, seem to affect me until when Eli was born. And I remember when he was, we brought him home from hospital and um, I was changing him on the change table or something. I was just having some really nice time with him and just looking at him. And I had to, I had to really almost force myself to say, to say I love you, where yep. it was, it wasn't that I didn't love him. I just didn't know, I wasn't used to saying it to, yeah. to a child. And, um, and I didn't want that, you know, I didn't want that at all because I, I loved him with all my heart and so I just I kind of made a decision where well dad's a great man I love him to bits but there's no way I'm taking that shit on yeah um, it's, it's, gonna, it's interesting stop here. yeah it's interesting you know I think I've mentioned um, to you in the past that you know I came with a very rough upbringing and certainly like I don't ever remember having my dad kiss me I don't ever remember having him tell me I love him or tell him that he loves me and hugging like I would probably, you know, man hugged him a couple of times in my life. And, you know, I remember mm. when the boys were little, they were, and then when they were really, you know, connected and still, they still do it occasionally, but they want to kiss me. And it was yep. like, that was a real like, oh, am I allowed to do this? You know, <laughs> can I do this? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and you're right. Like you have to almost force yourself the first couple of times to go, okay, it's okay. Just and yeah. I certainly don't want to be like my dad, so you know I've kind of taken that on as my little challenge, and you know to be mm. able to openly show emotion without any reservation, kind of thing. It's um it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a choice. I think like you can choose to take that on, or and yeah, I said when you said about the grandkids, I just see it as a point in time where you stop that from being passed on. Pass on lots of other great things, but though every now and then you go, oh, I just didn't like that when it happened to me, or I didn't even notice it really, but notice it now that I wouldn't want my kids to be like that or their, their grandkids to be like that. So you just you choose to to fix it almost, you know, at that point. Yeah. Um, 
so it doesn't go any further. You know, so they're, yeah, exactly. They're yep. overflowing with love for their kids. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is the whole concept behind this podcast, of course, you know, like leaders raising leaders, we are handing down um, our traits, our values, our, you know, what we want out of life and everything. And yeah, you, you do have to be really careful and you have to, um, you know, just be aware of what you're actually passing down the chain, mm, um, yeah. whether they're, you know, biological kids or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's for, for me. I kind of look back on when Morgan was growing up, and I feel um, a little bit sorry for him, you know, because from my part, just I was still learning, and I and I sometimes I'd like to go back and I'd probably do things a bit differently. Um, but you know, you do what you can with what you've got, and I'm a different person now to what I was then. I was I remember we had some financial issues, and it was quite a struggle. So there was other things that were were affecting our life. Not to not to put any blame on that, but it's just how it was. And um, so I'm sort of more, um, you know, when I see Morgs, I just I'm just a little bit softer, I suppose now than yeah. what I was. Not that I was harsh or anything. It's just I just probably didn't give him much of a break, you know, where it was always yeah. pushing. And now it's like, man, you had you had a bit of a rough trot, you know. Like it would have been hard for you. It was a bit of the meat in the sandwich with with other family members and, you know, I'm there and his dad's somewhere else and it's like, man, that would have been confusing um, yeah. for him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm itching to, to get to a point where we can communicate about that when he's probably in a few years and just sit down and man-to-man just kind of go, hey, I really, I really um, feel for you for, for those moments and just get anything on the table, you know, that, that might – that we might be able to heal or talk about or something. Yeah. Tell me, um, and I know, like, we've had discussions about this, about um, his grandparents and how, you know, I just kind of wanted to bring up, you know, how other family members affect that whole dynamic. You know, obviously, there's a lot of dynamics. You know, the normal um, mum and dad, you know, their kids, there's a totally different dynamic to, um, you know, stepdads and parents and uncles and aunties and grandparents and you know when there's step parents involved um do you mind sharing a little bit about that kind of mm. you know how you've experienced that and what that's kind of led mm. to or yeah it's um it's been pretty challenging i mean it's kind of still not resolved in any way i mean everyone's am- amicable everyone gets along but they tend to not um, address things like like we do, you know. You sit down and communicate and flesh it out, but it's all kind of swept under the rug, which come to accept and only focus on the things that we can control. But um, yeah, in those early days, it was. I mean, I, I look back on it, and you know, they everything they did was out of love for Morgan, and and so they obviously just wanted the best for him. So I think they were trying to control too much in that sense, rather than yeah. let it happen and. You know, that's just their stuff. You know, they haven't been able to well, work out something. It's it's too because they're sitting in a grandparent's role. It's you know mm. they're a, they're in a different kind of totally different dynamic to the actual grandson. You know, their grandson. Mm. If they're you know most grandparents come in with bags of lollies and you know all the presents <laughs> in the world and spoil their the grandkids rotten. And I wouldn't imagine that they're any different really, like in their thinking. Mm. You know, they're probably, you know, in bringing him up because he lived with them for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was very much like a son, really, I yep. think, for those first five years. So, and I think that's where they they haven't made a, a good delineation between a grandparent and a parent when it comes sure. to Morgan. Yeah. So it's always been their like, they, they still act like it. Yeah. Um, so that's where we've had to go, look, that's never going to change, you know. Yeah. Just kind of got to live with it and, you know, not, not try and, rock the boat too much but still get your message across. But, yeah, that's where it's come from, you know, that they're, they're like his parents. And so I guess I've been this person coming in that's taken him away from them, um, which would have been threatening, um, and they've tried to pull it back somehow and it was never going to work, yeah, um, right. which is part of the reason we moved away, you know, just to get that, that space. So, yeah, a little bit of space to ease. The- yeah, to so knock on your door every day and wanted to visit Morgan, which is all nice, but... 
hey, you know, I just we just need a bit of time. You know, let's yeah. look like at our own dynamics. Don't pressure, don't pressure us to be something, anything else. So that kind of never happened until we, we we moved away, and that's when things just I don't know relaxed a little bit and we could get in our own groove and yeah. work out what we're doing. Did you notice that any like the difference in Morgan at that time, like in the connection that you all had? Um, like I mean, essentially, and this is the thing we often don't think about is like mm. the kids. You know, they seem like I know in my boys they're so flexible. They just like mm. they just roll with the punches, but everything does affect them in some little way, and you kind mm. of just wonder sometimes. Wow, you know, like we don't often think about how they're feeling like intimately yeah yeah i think he's been deeply affected and yeah you're right it's not something i looked at back then when everything was happening i was just trying to um keep up with it all but yeah i definitely look back now and go man that must have been really hard um and yeah. and he's not a big talker um he's a very sort of intellectual guy um deep in his thoughts um so it's never really come out on the table. I know Maurice is much closer, obviously, with him, and they've had some really good chats about stuff. So I think as he gets older and feels more comfortable about dropping the wall down and, and talking about it, a lot of stuff will probably come up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, maybe even me being around for him might have been tough as well, you know, just sort of, I don't know, ha- I haven't really had a good discussion. It's something I really would love to do just to yeah. Um, yeah, see how it has affected him and, and um, what needs to be talked about and healed yeah it's interesting i um and yeah definitely 100 percent worth doing because even I, I know for myself that I've, I've had a couple of chats with india older boy just you know like and even che at the younger age just saying you know like how am i doing you know how am i doing mm. as a stepdad you know like is there anything i can do better is there anything i can that annoys you is there anything you know that you know because Along the way, we, we're kind of going through life, but we, it's not often that we go back and, you know, take a, take a look and be responsible for where we stuffed up and, and that mm. sort of stuff. It's, they're always interesting conversations because you never know what the boys are going to say. They're, you know, and younger kids are probably more open than, than older kids. Uh, obviously, yep. Morgan's, Morgan's sort of growing up now and, you know, he would have a, a different perspective on everything would be an interesting discussion to have. Yeah. I mean, what a great question to ask, you know, like, how am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't know. I remember when I went to that three-day three camp, I remember asking one of the presenters or who was running it, like, is there a book I can read or something? Or can you give me some, <laughs> some golden tips about that? And, and he was like, no, mate, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting. Like, I – and I literally, like, I do this probably every uh, – I try and do it every month, but every couple of months probably I just say, look, how am I going? Like, mm. I've, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what you want. I don't know if you even like me or, you know, like, and, you know, as kids, you have your, your giving direction. You're, you're kind of trying to instill your own kind of foundational values and that sort of thing. So, mm. you know, you, you bump up against them and, uh, and you just wonder sometimes, like, shit, do they – you know, do they think I'm a, a one out of ten or a eight out of ten? You know, like it's an it's an interesting um, yeah, it's an interesting question to ask, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good uh, it's a good learning um, point yeah. as well. I'm, I'm going to ask um like my kids that tonight actually, just because they're so so different in, as far as they say everything they think, you know, yeah. and how they feel, and they're quick to tell you, and um, it's very powerful sometimes so yeah i'm gonna throw that out yeah. there and see what the, comes back the, <laughs> the trick with that one is not to, like i've kind of found oh i can't ask them straight after we've done something good or i can't after ask you know yeah. ask them straight after i've got to catch them at a kind of a neutral point and it's it's a funny yeah. situation because the things that come out of their mouth are yeah very interesting but i'm sure you'll enjoy that one yeah uh, yeah <laughs> now i'll change gears a little bit now because um i know that you guys went away for a couple of years and you moved to france obviously business was going pretty well for you and you decided to get out of dodge as they say <laughs> but you decided to or i mean i'm guessing it's a it was a family kind of uh, mutual decision between yourselves and morgan for him to stay behind um, yeah, he, what age was he then? Uh, he was 17. Right. So, right. Um, so big move for him to be 
not only yeah. out, out on like out on his own, but away from kind of mum and dad. Yeah, it was um, it was a tough call, um, and yeah, he he was he he started school early, so he I oh, didn't start school early. He skipped year two, and so he was always the youngest in his class. So he finished year twelve um, when he was seventeen. So he was due to go into uni, and that's the year we were planning to go to France for a couple of years. So that was was kind of in between when Eli and Emily started school too. So we had this this window where we thought, beauty, you know, we can do something really cool as a family. And uh, and then uh, Morgan is not big on change at the best of times. Even moving house is um, can be a bit of a struggle. And uh, so moving to another country was you know, off the, off the charts for him and, you know, it was we'd made the decision to go probably a year before or 18 months before we actually left, so there was time for it to all sink in and um, and we'd, we'd bought his ticket, we were just all going together, you know, that was it. Yeah. And then as it got closer, you could see, you know, it was there was more resistance coming and uh, and then we, we actually sat down and talked about it and he really didn't want to go, just did not want to go. He was wanted to start uni Um felt like he, he needed to continue with his education and, and he, he loved doing that. So so we kind of sat down and went, well, okay, if that's going to happen, you know, you've got to, you've got to get a job, you've got to move into um, some accommodation. You know, we'll help you with all of that, but, you know, you've got to instigate it. If you really want to stay, that's what's got to happen. Yep. And, uh, and to his credit, he did, you know. he um, I mean, we helped him all along the way, but he was motivated to do it. And that's when we knew... It was serious. Like he did really want to stay behind, and and if we took him, it would have been painful for everybody because it would have just been forcing him. Because a couple of times we were like, no, let's just throw, you know, where the parents, you know, get in the car, we're going, you know, like yeah. take, <laughs> when, you, take when they're younger, away. you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we were going to do that, and uh, but then we, thankfully, I think we just kind of stepped back and went, hang on a sec, he really doesn't want to do this, and. So we just laid some of those boundaries around and, and you know, it, it, we got him moved into a house and into a share a with some other students near the uni he was going to and hadn't quite got a job yet, but he'd at least been trying. So we thought everything was cool and um, and we left him, which was, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, um, that must have been still, huge to – yeah. not, not only for, like, Marissa to kind of leave a little baby behind as, you know, mothers mm. don't like to let go of – their sons or daughters at any at the best of times, but um, yeah. in that scenario, when you're moving so far away, that must have been tough. Yeah, we kind of thought it was going to be a good thing too because he needed some um, some real life experience because he had been not sheltered, but you know, really hadn't got out into the workforce and um, not very social. Which was it was all fine, you know. That's that's just who he was. That was his personality. But we thought this would be a good chance to. To be thrust into it, um, yeah. But yeah, it was really hard, particularly for Marisa, to, to leave him behind. And you know, you always question yourself if what have you done, you know? And yeah. Uh, I mean, we got caught up in what we were doing with France, and he was he was fine when we left. He did struggle after about um, six months um, and dropped out of uni and, and moved back out of the house, moved back in with the grandparents, and they kind of scooped him up a bit, which. You know, kind of was the opposite to what we wanted, but you know, we'd chosen to be on the other side of the world, so it was very hard to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, we flew back once because it was his 18th, so we came back for that. And uh, at that point, it was really clear that he was, you know, on his own path or trying to find his own path. So we went back to France, and then yeah, after that second year, we we really came back because we felt like we needed to be be home um, for him. Yeah, and not that he'd ever sort of tell us. <laughs> it was like <laughs> he really wanted us there, but you kind of know in, in your heart that we, we, every every way we looked at it, it always came back to, hey, I think we should be at home. You know, yeah. if Morgs needs us, and yeah. um, and even since we got back, it's been um, we've treaded carefully around. You know, like we couldn't just waltz back in and go, right, this is what's going to happen. You know, you get back to uni, you get in the house. You yeah, know, sure. It would have just pushed him further away. So we've just tried to be fairly passive with it all and just be there. And and if you need something, we're there, you know. And I think that's a slower process um, to making that reconnection, but I think it's a stronger a stronger one. Where sure. 
gradually and we're, we're a bit softer about it or I am anyway just with allowing him to, to find well, his, own, his yeah. own way. Yeah, and as you say, like if you jump back into the mix and you're like barking orders from the rooftop, you know, mm. that, that again teaches them a whole different kind of aspect of you and shows a rather than, you know, I think it was super brave of you guys to just, you know, kind of head off to France and have him stay. But the lessons that he would have learned from that, are, you know, they're life lessons. That's stuff mm. that, that's stuff that you can't teach in a book or tell him over the phone or, you know, even sit down and talk to him about it. unless he dives out and, and dives mm-hmm. into real life. Um, yeah. I mean, it could possibly could have been the best thing that, that you've ever done for him. Yeah. I think it worked well. It was just that it kind of ended abruptly for him, you know, it did kind of went regressed from there, which is the only unfortunate part, but yeah, you're right. It was, it's just yeah. about being in that, that time of we, you know, you got to be resourceful. You got to, yeah, and I think, you know, I think maybe we, we've probably all been through that experience where we, we go out in the world on our own and then we have to regress back and that's just mm. part of the, you know, part of that hero's journey, I guess, you know, like yeah. we, all, we all go out into the world and expect big things to happen but uh, work yeah. out that sometimes it doesn't go to plan. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's, 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 yeah, that's just, okay. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's, that's, that's the real life stuff that happens and they're the, they're the lessons you need to, to learn. Yeah, and it's as a parent learning to be able to let go with that too, you know, not um, totally. Trying. I mean, this is the one thing I'm kind of getting from this whole conversation. You've had to do a, a lot of let, letting go. Yeah, yeah, just um, you don't even know you're, you're holding on, you know, in the moment. That's what I'm sort of realising. I look back even just the questions you're asking today and I'm looking back to that time. You know, man, I didn't even know. Because you just don't, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. not till now that you, you are choosing to let go or it's not even a choice. It's just like that's the way it is. You know, just let him do his thing and we're here and not putting pressure on, whereas before there was probably more pressure to to succeed or, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's it's all about that now, just letting it, letting it kind of happen. Um, but you learn that as you go. I was going to say, have you – <clears throat> Excuse me. Have you noticed a a difference in the way you you two connect, like from before you went to France to now coming back? Uh, between me and Morgan. Yeah. 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 I um. I find I just always keep it light now with him, which which allows it to be comfortable but just fun, you know. Just because yep. um, we're really different, you know. We're we're really very different people and like different things and different beliefs, um, just lots of different things. But um, and, and that's that's fine, you know. He's, we still get along. He's a lovely, lovely kid. And um, but yeah, now I'm just more mindful of being um, just being just softer. And I, I think yeah, he, he responds to that. It's so, really, it's really difficult that. Um, understanding that that kind of difference in you to to anyone really to your kids to your wife to your you know whatever it might, you know whoever they may be i've noticed that with the boys like little che he's very much like me and i can go and wrestle him in the ocean or you know throw him off the balcony into the pool and and he's loving it and I can do things to Indy that are much the same as what I'd do to Che, and he would react totally differently. And just mm. understanding that is is a bit of a job in itself. Mm. Yeah, you kind of got to think before you do everything. Yeah. Um, without sort of being clinical, but, yeah, like if I'll send Morgan a text or something, I'll always think about how I word it or not even how I word it, just the topic, yeah. you know, where it's just something – like it'll something that he'll laugh at. I'll, just, I'll usually send something like that first, just to get him engaged, yep. so we can have a conversation about something, whatever it is. And yeah, I'm just mindful now of okay, that's how he operates. That's how his mind thinks. He thinks a certain way, and it's about clicking into that rather than trying to force anything on him that that I think you know any of my beliefs. It's like okay, how would he see this, and how am I going to get the best conversation or the best communication happening? Um, so I'm just way more mindful of that now than I was 
you know, when he was um, 12 or 13, um, just wasn't, didn't have that um, perception then. Yeah, sure. Um, but sure. yeah, I think it's something you learn as you go along. Tell me, Matt, like, uh, I know for myself, I've, there's been some massive changes for me. What do you, what do you think have been the biggest changes for you as a dad? Yeah, we, we as I said, like we dive into this. It's like we we go in kind of you know in love with their the mum, and mm. all of a sudden there's all this extra stuff going on, and we didn't kind of assess that at the start. We were just <laughs> so infatuated and whatever we, that we don't assess all the all the uh, kind of extra bits that come with it. What do you yeah. think has been the biggest thing, biggest change for you as a and in being a dad? Um, there's a couple of things. The first one's just being more selfless, you know, where you're not, it's not about you <laughs> anymore. It's about yep. the kids and, um, and every decision you make is about them. So, yep. and that came probably more naturally with my own kids because just through time, you know, you see them born and, and as they grow, um, it's, it's stronger. So, but when you thrust into it, um, yeah, there's, there's no adjustment there, so it's that was probably the biggest thing. Going, wow, okay, that's I'm responsible for this and that, and do I like that? Not yeah. really, <laughs> but, yeah. but you go along with it because you want to be there. Um, and then, yeah, just take, and, I think yeah, and take that, time I, to change that. Yeah, and I guess that's the that's the thing you need to realise too. It's like you know, and I've had times like that where I, I'm like, oh, am I responsible for that? No, I hate that. I actually, yeah. I don't want a bar of that. And yeah. at the same time, it's it's not good or bad. It just is, and you just kind of go, okay, yeah. well, that that is part of the picture. And how do I, you know, make that either the way I want it, or you know, like good enough that I can um, live with it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's, it's funny. It's, it's just time. It's like I think that's why you know. You, it takes nine months to have a baby. You know, you have that adjustment time <laughs> before they come out, and um, if it's just sort of put in front of you, you, you need that adjustment time again. So, um, yeah, and you don't know it's happening really when you look back on it. It's just kind of evolved, and um, and then you yeah, with with um, Eli and Emily coming along. It's the, the next biggest thing I think is it, it makes you realise the time that passes yeah. um, with with kids and how quickly it goes and just always being mindful of, of that and how much you can give to them in that time um, because it just it just everyone says it you know it just slips away and my mum's always said it to me I've always kept it in the back of my mind but I've just, that's when we made the, the decision to go to France it was like oh wow they're getting older you know, like yeah. it's happening before our eyes what what are we doing like what do we want to do yeah and, and that's that's been really cool because it makes you it just wakes you up a little bit going okay am i just drifting through life or what am i doing here because they're getting older and i'm getting older like, um i think that's something that kids it does to me anyway it just makes you feel like okay not, not in a bad way that time's slipping away it's just that okay i want to do more with the time um yeah making the most of it yeah it's a big um it's a big realization like we're constantly saying to each other boy like you know, it's like they go away for a week or two on holidays and they come back and they're different people and mm. you think, wow, time's just flying and, you know, you've really got to ask yourself, you know, what do I want? Yeah. What, what do I want to do? What do I want to do with my next six months, three years, two yeah. weeks? You know, like every minute becomes more and more precious. Yeah, yeah. I saw an ad on the – they've got a, promote, uh, um, you know, campaign, government campaign at the moment about – kids under five or I can't remember what the message is but it's from zero to five you know they're most um they're taking in the most amount of information yeah emotionally physically mentally and so reading a book to them every day I think it was something like that and yeah just even that you know Eli's six so he's passed that five years like wow that's already yeah. gone you know not that there's I can you can keep doing it obviously but you just go wow that's that five years is a really really precious time um, you know, let's do all we can to be to be better. Like you're saying, asking that question, how am I doing? You know, like, yeah. how can I be? How can I do doing this better? Yeah, you know? it's it's interesting because even when I I know when I ask the boys that it's they're kind of 
no, you're doing great, or you know, oh, you know, it's been a funny week, or you know, and getting it from their perspective and finding out what's important to them is is kind of, it's like that's the the keys to the kingdom, you know. Mm, yeah, um, we just roll through life like we know everything, you know, as adults, and you know, they're looking at us as if we're old old fuddy duddies, and mm. you know, it's like. Sometimes you need to learn, you know, what's new from a child's perspective so that you've got a better perspective for yourself. Yeah. I always take that opportunity now to, if especially Eli, if he's down, because he, he always says how he feels. He's like, I'm really angry at the moment, Dad, or I'm really sad, or I'm really lonely, you know, or something, and, and I always jump on it. Yeah. Because it's, it's screaming out for something, and yeah. it's usually not that, but it's just, Sit down and what are you feeling, mate? What do you why do you feel lonely? You know what? Um, or he's just missing somebody, or and it's so amazing to see them express it that way because I wasn't used to that. Yeah, um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Just jump on it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the boys, as I said, Indy's probably a little bit more on the emotional side, whereas Che's a bit tougher and tends to keep things in. But yep. yeah, like when they when they do express that, it's like wow. Like and mm. I, I, you know, to be honest, I never experienced that when I was younger. I was kind of very quiet and you know, obviously just trying in protective mode. But you know, it's it's actually mm. a really nice thing. And when I hear you say that about your kids, I think, wow, like that's that's really special, actually, that they can share it, share with you like that. Yeah, and that you can you can delve in further then because they yeah. have opened up. It's like, oh, that's what an opportunity. Let's go and let's go and sit down and chat about it. You know, because it's. There's usually something else underlying, but it's not even about what you're talking about then. It's just the fact that you're talking about it. Yeah. And so that when he's, you know, 10 years' time, 20 years' time, whatever, he'll he'll be able to do that because yeah. he's getting that, that knowledge now that he can. And so that's the bit that I think will be special if we can nurture that now and have that openness later. Wow, you know, that'll be amazing. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, 100%. That's a, that's a special gift to, to be able to have that because like you walk out into the street and ask someone how they are and they're like oh, i'm good oh, i'm mm. fine yeah i'm okay you know mm. no one's very expressed anymore and you know for him mm. to be able to go oh you know what i'm angry you mm. like that's a beautiful thing no, <laughs> no one says that really like you, know, you might catch that from someone once in a blue moon but um <laughs> you know, it's great to, it's great to see there should be more of it you know? yeah yeah we're so consumed with you know you're more likely to put an angry icon on your social media profile than actually tell anybody that it's <laughs> talking about something yeah yeah, yeah yeah mate um i'll wrap this up shortly but um i just wanted to ask you know there's obviously a bunch of listeners out there and everyone gets a different um perspective from all of these calls and interviews just wondering what's one big thing that you would like what what's some a key tip or parting words that you'd have for the listeners um, that are tuning in? Yeah, probably from a um, from a stepdad point of view, I, I remember going to the movies once and I went by myself to see something and I ended up just sitting next to this lady and I don't know, I don't usually say anyone to, anything to anyone at movies, but yeah. <laughs> we got talking about something and so she had a, a stepson or a stepdaughter or something as well, and and uh, and she called that that child the, the bonus child, and right. uh, so so that I don't, don't call her a stepson; it's the, the bonus son sort of thing, and and it really clicked with me at the time that you know how much of a bonus it is, whereas before it might have seen be seen like a you know um, not a drag or anything, but just something that you you didn't buy into fully you know and, yeah sure and so now it's about being grateful for everything that's given to you um particularly when you don't expect it because you don't really understand why it's been given to you in the first place but sure. over time you, you look back and go that was such a bonus you know i learned so much you know i might not have handled it in the best way that i could have um but it's made me who i am today so i guess it's just about embracing it like an opportunity um, rather than seeing it as a, a negative or anything like that. It's just um, yep. that's yeah. yeah, that's a really key piece. And thanks for sharing it. Cause 
like what I heard from that was, you know, as the as the bonus that they are, you know, and what you said about, you know, they're given to you for a reason. You know, for mm-hmm. me personally, I don't have my own biological kids. So obviously they were, you know, put in front of me and, you know, Leone was put there for me to learn a lot more um, along my journey, which is a, a really nice way to look at it rather than, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, a lot of people kind of go, oh, I didn't, you know, like I, I didn't buy into all of that and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Yeah, so, it's, um, it's something that was, you know, when my parents split up, it was like what I learned from that at the time was that was the worst thing that could ever happen because that's yeah. how I saw it. I just I saw sure. it as, okay, my parents have got married and they've got four kids and now they've split up. I just saw it, and that, that held me back for a while in committing to Marisa. But now I look back on it as with all things, you know, they're, they're all opportunities to learn and that was obviously gearing me up maybe for, for when um, when I met Marisa and Morgan, you know, um, that it's not the end of the world. It's an amazing thing. It's a fantastic thing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's trying to keep that perspective in everything if you can, you know, where it's just, okay, even, even the real, the things that you think are negative, they often turn out to be the best things that can happen in your life. And so wouldn't it be great, you know, to be able to embrace that in the moment, which is really hard. Yeah. But um, that's what I'm always kind of striving to do, I suppose, is if it's, if it's not, not kind of working it's like oh hang on what i've what got to learn from this what how's it going to make me a better person so um yeah and i think that's been integral along the way yeah awesome matt awesome mm. mate thanks for um sharing and thanks for jo- jumping on today um i'm sure we'll catch up again soon um, we'll try and hit the waves again at an, another date coming up soon but yeah. um as i said mate awesome share today and thanks very much for being on no, mate, thanks for having me. I love love what you're doing. I think it's a great topic. There should be more of it. And, yeah, it's um, it's been therapeutic for me as well <laughs> to, to chat about it. So I think it's um, great. And uh, you yeah, look forward to hearing more about, uh, more about the journey. Cheers, Matt. Thanks very much. Thank you. Would you like to learn more about how stepdads across the globe are joining forces in raising the next generation of leaders? then head to www.stepdadsuccess.com and grab all the show notes plus a copy of the brand new tactical guide for creating more happiness, health, wealth and wisdom as a stepdad. And if you liked the podcast, please share it with other stepdads you know and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, that's www.stepdadsuccess.com for all the show notes and tactical guide. Come and join the new breed of stepdads, the growing group of leaders raising leaders.